Welcome back to Unknown and Talented. My name is Jalon Abrams, and we have a very special guest today. Her name is Kiara Sophia. She's an actor. She's all over IMDb. So if you look her up, she's all over there. She's uh, also now <laughs> she's now going entering to be a director, also being a writer. She has a lot more things going on, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hello. How you doing? First, let me just say, like, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, for real. So. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I saw you. Um, I pretty much saw your post, and I was like, Okay, you want you start a short film, and I'm I'm all for doing things, creating, and doing things outside your box because you are known for being an actor. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that you're shifting into something else. But talk about being an actor. What is that like? Being an actor is probably the most fun thing in the world for me. Um, I have been acting since I was young, maybe like five, the earliest mm. I can remember. I was always putting on shows for my family, but also I was in theater. And I basically have just like, I spent like a long time being away from acting, you know, chasing stability. And I finally like came back to it in 2019 after I just could not take it anymore. I was so miserable in my job. And I was just like, you know what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of joy, when you think of like what you want to do with your life? And then it just was like acting. And so here I am. It's but it's amazing being an actor. It's I think that it is like an ebb and flow. You know, we people assume that. Um, you're not an actor unless you're like a big time actor. And um, if you're not like on some big show or some big network that I get that a lot. Well, what have I, what would I see you in? What have I seen you in? And I'm like, you probably haven't seen me in anything yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I love it. I get to play. I get to take on different characters. I get to um, be myself through different characters, but yeah, I mean, it's great. So talk about that, because me, I'm not an actor. I'm pretty much myself all the time. So talk about that, like just reading a script and trying to be somebody that you're not, because you are an actor, so you're used to that. But talk about that experience of just, like I said, being somebody else. So it's, well, the truth is, it's like, so I think Meisner or some one of those um, acting people said this, like it's, it's an untaming and it's, it's being true to yourself under imaginary circumstances. And so what you're really doing is finding the commonality between you and another person, or you're empathizing with that character. And you're really just finding the thing about them that is just like, what is the thing that makes them tick? What is the thing that they want? What is the thing that they need and what's keeping them from it? And so when you can tap into that, what is what is their objective? Um, what is their flaw? Then you can really like start to dig into the character. So it's like script analysis. When you look at a script, you do the script analysis, like what's happening in the scene? Where am I in the scene? Um, where are we going? Again, what, is, what do we want? What does this person that I'm, what, what does my character want? But more importantly, what does the character that I'm opposite of want? Because that's like the main idea. The main idea is to give them what they want. Um, but it's it's really like a fun thing. It's like a puzzle. You're 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 really like drilling deeper and deeper into this person that doesn't exist that you're bringing to life. 
because the words are on the page, but it's up to you to bring the character to life. It's up to you to give that character some nuance. Um, I think of Swarm. Have you seen Swarm with Dominic? Yes, yes, it's pretty good. Yeah. So amazing. Like, I can imagine just like how much she just like dug so deep into this character and just brought it to life. And that's, I mean, that's really what it is. It's just seeing the words on the page, getting enough from it and bringing it to life based on what your idea is of it. Yeah, And I like how you brought up that movie Swarm. But what I think about when I think of that, I think it might be hard for her to go to different roles because of the kind of person she portrayed. What do you think about that? Because I know a lot of times actors will pick a role and it's something that's not really them. And now it's hard to move into different, um, different av avenues. So I think with Dominique Fishback, I don't think she'll have any problems. She's played a lot of versatile roles just in general. She was in the Black, Jesus and the Black Messiah. I think that's what it was called. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So her range is just sickening. She's She won't have an issue. But I do think that a lot of times that people get typecast, but usually get typecast because they play that one character one too many times. And then that's all people can see. But then there's also another piece of it as people of color, Black people specifically, um, these casting directors have a hard time seeing us in different roles um, beyond what they, they, they have a hard time of seeing us as individuals is what I'll say. They, um, they only like to see us in specific characters, but when we have a, a wide range of characters we can portray, like you see in Swarm, you see, um, her playing a, a serial killer that enjoys it. And that's prop. That was the that was the mastermind of, of of Donald Glover and I believe I can't remember the other woman's name, but that was their idea. These were black people that thought of this this character for her. Um, uh, a non black person would not have thought of this for a black person, a black woman character at all. Mm. Yeah. So talk about your experience. You're a black woman in the film industry. What is your experience of? getting roles and trying to make sure you stick to the kind of roles you want. Cause I was reading, reading a resume and you was talking about like, you're the teacher, the doctor, you're not talking about like, you're the, you know, something inappropriate. Yeah. Um, basically mine is the way I look right now, but, um, basically I get these leading lady roles all the time. Just, I think it's cause of my strong jawline, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> thankfully I am, I do have a great trajectory. I've been in a lot of different things. Every project that, that I do is different. Um, I was just, uh, I think I put the trailer on my page just today about a character I was playing. She's kind of a, a crazy person a little bit. It's a dark comedy, but I've also played in a Star Trek fan film. I've also been in a period piece and I've been in, I've been a scientist. So I think that I am actually blessed that I'm able to portray different characters and that um, my face is familiar enough where it can translate translate to different characters and it can translate to different things. Um, I will say though, um, I just signed with a theatrical agent in March, thank God. Okay. But I have Congrats. gotten a lot of, aside from like real estate agent um, auditions, I have gotten some bitch type of 
auditions. I've gotten one supermodel. I was like, what? Me as a supermodel? Okay, I'll take it. But um, but I have gotten the the mad black woman that's mad at her husband. And so, you know, but I'm just me and my agent are getting to know each other. So it's it's building a rapport of like, uh, I don't know about this. And then it's also, uh, okay, more of this. So did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, you answered. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. I, I like how you expand more than what I asked. Oh. Um, what <laughs> I, question I like to though? Talk. So I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, that's perfect. That's that's what I need. <laughs> perfect. So just question on that having that agent. How does they? How do they help you? I know you said you're working with them. They're learning who you are. How does that help you instead of like going out there in, the, in as an individual or as having that agent behind you? So I still um, book on my own. Um, I still put uh, actors access is what it's called for actors. You just go up there, you submit yourself, you submit your reels or your clips and you get, um, invited to auditions or not, but I submit myself all the time. And I think, honestly, I think I just have some decent headshots. I need some new ones, but I think I just have some decent headshots where it works out for me that I get invited to audition a lot. Um, but some auditions you can't even do if you don't have an agent. Like there are some casting directors who will not see people that are not with an agency because it, it, it means a lot of different things. But I think that ultimately there's some protection there. There's also some readiness there because if you don't have an agent backing you, it's, it might mean that you're not ready to be signed or you're not ready for a role like this. But the agents help you get paid. They help you negotiate your contracts. They help you. Um, like my agent, I, I talk to her maybe once every once a month, once once every three weeks. And um, we're just talking like, OK, so where do we want to push me? How do you want to push me right now? Our goal is to make sure I get seen by casting agents because I am new to the agency. I am new to these new casting um, directors. So the goal is like, let's just get you seen. Um, but they help you. They help you get seen. They help you get booked. You know, they're pushing for you. They, If you have the right agent, and my agency is a boutique agency, which I'm glad about. But um, if you have the right agency and they believe in you, they will be like, hey, this girl, I like her. This is blah, blah, blah. We're pushing her for this. I think she'd be great for that role. So the agent is really, and they work for you. You don't work for your agent. They work for you. So, yeah. So me, I know I'm doing a podcast. I also want to be an actor one day. How would I get an agent? <laughs> well, you said something really important. You said, I want to be an actor one day. First, you got to start. <laughs> you got to take a class. You really just have to take a class. You have to take a class and then another class and then get some headshots and then build do the projects like I, I do a lot of student projects um scad is here and i do a lot of indie stuff <laughs> excuse me i do a lot of short films that's what i'm doing on my own it's a short but um you just have to take a class get some headshots um get seen by casting agents build up your resume most cat most i'm sorry most agents won't see you unless you have at least like i think six credits something like that um, but also your headshots got to be bomb. You got to have some good headshots or they'll see you. It just depends. But 
the first thing is to start with the class. They want to see that you're in training and in training ongoing, not just like I took a okay. class that one time. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I'm, I'll make sure I look into that after this. Um, but I did like I was I was all so me. I don't know care. I just pretty much met her online. I was searching your Instagram, right? So I saw you also did uh vo voice acting. So I yeah. you did a class for that. Okay. Yeah. So how how was that experience like being a voiceover, doing voiceover? I, I mean, I have such an interesting story. Um, just in general, like I love the way things have always like worked out for me and the way I've always been on my path. Um. I have a friend that's a producer. He's actually going to be composing my short film as well once it's finished. But best producer alive, Jay Kitts. Um, he's he's been my friend since uh, college around two thousand five, and I would just go over to his house, play in his studio. I say play because I'm not like an artist, but. And then he would just have me do tags for him, just like different, like saying different things for him. And he'd be like, you know, you, you, you should, you're a voice actor or if you're a voice artist. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm a voice artist. Okay. And then I've always heard like, oh, you have a really nice voice. And I'm like, okay, cool. But what happened was I took, um, I got into acting classes with Angela Davis. It's, she's, it's at Act Her Studios. Um, in 2019 when I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I just took a class and she told us like, Hey, you guys should take voiceover so you can make money while you're trying to make money from acting. Well, I got trained. I started voiceover in January of 2020 and I didn't finish the training until I believe like April or May because of the pandemic. But by March, before I was even finished, um, my trainer, Bill Seller, he submitted me to his agency, People Store, and People Store invited me to come on as a voice actor. And so it's just, it's been up <laughs> ever since. And yeah, I just love it. It's so fun. I've been able to do voice acting for podcasts, for what my, my most notable um, booking was Hotels.com. That was last year. And so I, I get to do really fun things. It's just, I have my voiceover studio upstairs in my guest room. Um, I just record, like for my movie that I'm doing, um, I, most of it is voiceover. So it's, it's most of it is a, a poetry visual. I mean, a visual, and then it's me voiceover. So I'm just trying to display all the skills. Well, that's cool. So let's talk about this short film then, because since you all brought it up, what is pretty much it's called Red Flags mm -hmm. and you're going to be writing it and directing it. So talk about that experience. Yes. OK, so um, sorry. I first came up with this concept in 2021, early 2021. I was hiking um, and I just passed this location and I just came up with this idea. And um then 2022, it became more real for me. And this year, like as a part of my like healing process, a, a part of my um, reflection process of like, what did I bring to this thing is creating. And I'm a creator. I love creating. Um, I don't know if you saw that I make clothes. I can paint. I do hair from time. Um, I do all kinds of things. I just love to create. I do all kinds of things. Um and so with this movie, it was, it's a micro short, really. It's about, it's going to be about five minutes. Hopefully I get it to five minutes, but it was this idea of 
me talking to my therapist and I'm just like, well, how did I let something like this happen to me? What did I do wrong? You know, you know, we do the self blame when things don't work out and when people get in our head and tell us it was you, it was you, it was you. Um, and you know, she was, she said something really poignant. She was just like, um, you know, black women get to be vulnerable. Black women get to make mistakes. Black women get to be human. And people assume that because you are a woman or because you have all these things, because you have all these accolades and, and all of this stuff, that it makes you exempt from vulnerabilities. It makes you exempt from abuse. It makes you exempt from a terrible relationship. And um, I wanted to, I just wanted to depict that in my, I wanted to depict that visually my own experience um, in an artistic way. I, it was really just that simple. So to shorten these long sentences, um, I just, I thought of like, the red flags are always there. You know, it's something, the signs are always there. How can I show that the signs are always there? And I just really wanted to have a human story, a human story for, for women. Okay. All right. And I, I don't want to give up too much of your, your story because it still has to come out. Um, but pretty much like what is the behind the scenes of doing? Because I was like on your Instagram, like I, I said, pretty much you were doing like location scouting, yeah. and like thinking about like the actors you want to have in there. Like what is like the behind the scenes of actually creating this product? So I am so grateful to have an award winning filmmaker that is backing me, that believes in me, that supports me and that is helping me bring um, my idea to life, because before I go on, this Red Flags is not the first story that I've come up with. It's not the first story that I've written. I wrote a few others and I'm like, OK, which one do I want to make first? Because I have like this. I'm a planner. So I have like this plan of, OK, I want to do this movie first and this and this and this. Um, and so Tierra West is her name. She is a phenomenal producer. She's going to be co-directing with me. And she's been really empowering, empowering me. She's like, no, you're directing this. This is your story. This is your vision. This is all you. So she's helping me produce. And she's also teaching me how to be a filmmaker. Um, she the, the process is producing is most of it. Right. It's all the pre post. The, the pre-production, I'm sorry, pre-production and then the post-production. The day of shooting the film is really just a small part of it. I mean, it's the day we all show up and get it done. But the pre-production is finding the DP, the director of photography, finding the assistant director, finding the cameraman, finding the gaffer, um, getting the PAs, which is the um, production assistants getting all of those people, making sure they are available. The script, writing the script, making sure the script is a visual read for my DP. Um, the the food, the catering, the location, like, thank God I only had to pay $25 for this location. I told them I was a film student, which technically I am. <clears throat> but <laughs> so it's all of that stuff that just goes into it beforehand. Um, and then even in the pre-production of the planning of the film, you have to get your post house. So I have my colorist already. I have my editor. Tierra is going to help. She's going to edit too, but she's also teaching me how to edit. Um, excuse me. And then I have my composer, which I already told you about. And then the sound person who's going to help clean up the sound. Cause there is one scene where there is dialogue 
So it's just a matter of like putting all the little pieces together, ordering the props, <sighs> ordering the props, ordering crafty, which is snacks on set, water, um, everything. And then the cast, the cast, thankfully, I'm an actor, so it's easy to come by other actors that want to be and stuff. So I literally just picked um, a person in, one, in my class and was like, hey, you going to be in my film? He's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, okay, you ain't gonna be, you ain't, you gonna be a terrible guy, okay? Just, <laughs> just so we're clear, you're gonna be a high value man. So, um, so that it, you know, it's just people are eager, and I'm the, thankfully I'm in a great place. Atlanta is a wonderful place for filmmaking. Um, everyone wants to make their own films, and it wasn't hard. This this DP, I'm like you sure he's going to want to work with me? I've never done anything. And she's like, girl, yes. And they, they are. They're all excited. They're like, this is going to be so lit. And I'm like, the pressure. <laughs> but yeah, that's. No, that's good. That's good. Um, Yeah, you said a lot. You said a lot. But the thing I want to hit is talk about Atlanta. Because have you are you from Atlanta? Where are you from? I'm actually from North Carolina. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. But I've been. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been in Atlanta since 2011. Yeah. And it's been booming. It's um when I first moved here, what was that 12 years ago almost? It was just barely budding. Um and now the film industry is like wild. It's it's wild. Um yeah, I mean I I go to film screenings all the time. Actually, just went to one. What Thursday was it? I think Thursday, Wednesday, yeah, last it's, Wednesday. It's pretty recent. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then before that, I went to a film screening on that past Saturday. I'm going to another film screening on this upcoming Monday. So everyone, I'm, I'm just surrounding myself with creatives and creatives who are making films, filmmakers, I guess. And um, that everyone is just like making their own projects. Everyone is creating. We're not like waiting for Hollywood to recognize us. We're telling our own stories. So. so so how does that affect you of seeing so many people do all these shows and pretty much, you know, living out their dreams? How does that affect you and your creative process? Seeing people live out their dreams. How does that affect me? Is that what you, you're asking? Well, well, pretty much like you're saying you're going to all these screenings and everything. So how does it feel to, because I'm, I'm in North Carolina, so I don't really have mm -hmm. the, the scene that you have. So how is it living in Atlanta and seeing that pretty much every day, every weekend? It fuels me so much. Um, part of the reason why I was, um, I didn't pursue acting or filmmaking for a while was because I wasn't surrounded by those people. I work in a nine to five environment, so I was surrounded by nine to five people. And it wasn't that I didn't want these things. It's just that what my environment was, you are 95% of your environment. And so what my, um, what my idea was, is like, okay, we're going to take ourselves out of that environment and we're going to put ourselves into this environment. So all I see is creatives. All I see is people that are entrepreneurs. All I see is people that are making their own films. Because what it does for me is it makes me see and makes me believe that this is possible. This is something I can do. Um, and a lot of the, the, the disconnect between having a dream and making the dream come to life is the belief. The belief in, 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 in whether the dream is possible. And so you can have fear, which I am 
I'm so afraid. <laughs> I am so afraid. I'm so afraid, but I'm going anyway. I'm doing it anyway. Every, it's just something out of my comfort zone and it'll be my first film and then it'll be over and then I'll be on to making more. Um, but it, it, it does that. It does that. Being around these filmmakers, it's like, he made it happen. I can make this happen. She made it happen. I can make this happen. And being again with Tierra, Tierra's like, no, because I've been like, Tierra, are you sure I should do this? Like, I don't, I don't know. Should I be doing this? Should I wait? Should I? And she's like, Tierra, shut up. No, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's good having. No, not, like, I like that. Yeah. So, you know, she's like, girl, your film is so easy. Like, we're going to move on. We, after this film, we're going to make a narrative film because this is a poetry piece. So, after this, we're going to make, I'm already writing the next one. So it just, it fuels me. It really does. I love being around it. I love being on set. I love, I love, honestly, and, and this is probably a little bit arrogant, I guess. I say this to my friends all the time, so they're used to it. But I say it's me starring me. I want to create my films that I'm in, acting, writing, directing, all of that. I'm doing the production design. Right. I'm doing all of it. <laughs> and so I, that 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 makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like all of the stuff that I have been creating has been for a reason. I'm going to be creating my own wardrobe. So. Yeah, no, I like that. I, I love that how you have that supportive, you know, people around you that supportive that's making you do it like that's That's great. But yeah, let's you talked about let's talk about your wardrobe. I saw you make dresses, swimsuits. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I actually, so I like to shout people out. I really love to give credit where credit is due um, because I, I do. I have encountered a lot of amazing people in my life who have really poured into me. And um, in 2020, one of my friends, her name is Indaya. Her her business is Aquatic Allure. She taught me how to sew. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to learn, but can you make clothes for me? I have clothes ideas, and she's like. No, I don't want to make you clothes. No one's going to want to make your clothes for you. You need to learn how to make your own clothes. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm, whatever. Learned how to make my clothes, learned how to make clothes. I believe it was like the end of April 2020. Changed my life. Now I'm like, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing about what I can do because I can make my own clothes. Now, I'm not really like that great at it. I make a limited amount of things because I do so many different creative things that I just haven't sat down and honed in on the skill in the way that I would like to. But my number one is filmmaking. My number one is acting. And so I just know it'll come. But yeah, I make, I, I love making clothes. It takes me out of my head and into the present moment. And it, it, I love when I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I love when I'm out and I get a compliment and someone is like, oh, I love that outfit. And I'm like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, that's so cool. That, that's so cool. I, I, always, I always thought about doing something like that. Like, like you said, I've never started, but you always think about doing it. So it's cool that you're actually doing it and you have your friends wearing it as well. I think that's, that's pretty fire. Yeah. That's the, see, that's the thing. Um, a lot of times we just dream and dream and dream and we don't do. And we just got to take the first step. And I think a lot of people, uh, myself included back in the day, you know, before I learned how to take tiny steps towards things, we get so overwhelmed by this big audacious dream that we're like, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at that. And then we talk ourselves out of it. But when every excuse me, every person that started just started, every person that 
became Spike Lee didn't come out the gate making he might have came out the gate making a banger, but he just he started, right? He just started. Yeah. He just said, Let me, you know what? Let me just learn what this camera does. Let me just let me just figure it out. So you just gotta start. Mm-hmm. And um so um you talked about Spike Lee. What are your inspirations? Acting, directing, you can go either way, whichever way you want to go. <sighs> I have okay. So I'm a lover of women in the sense of like, I'm very inspired by black women um, in general. My favorite actor wise, I don't really have a favorite actor, to be honest with you. Um, There are so many great actors. I like Lashana Lynch. I think she's really great. Um, She's she's pretty fantastic, to be honest. And I love Dominique Fishback. She's she is like on another level. Um, I love her and, but directors, my favorite director is, um, Gina Prince Bythewood. She did Love and Basketball and most recently The Woman King. So, and then my favorite movie is Ease Bayou and that was directed by Casey Lemons and I love Casey Lemons. Um, Julie Dash is another one. She directed Daughters of the Dust. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that film, but she's also directing and um, maybe writing, um, a new Angela Davis biopic. So these are the women that I love. I love Ava DuVernay. I just love women that can tell a black story and a woman's story in such a unique way that gives her life, gives her nuance, gives her humanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's about. I love Zendaya. Zendaya, I love Zendaya. I like her. Yeah, she's pretty good. I've never seen Euphoria, but I heard she does a great job in Euphoria. Oh yeah, she kills. I love her. I think she. You know, some people say she's overrated. I don't know. I wouldn't mind being overrated myself. Like whatever. Uh, overrated means she's well paid. I, I would. That's my interpretation of it. Um, yeah, I think she gets like a million an episode now, something like, or probably even more than that. Yeah. yeah. I like her. I think she's great. I, whenever I watch her, I'm locked in. Um, that sh- that movie, what was it, Malcolm and Marie on Netflix, perhaps, with John David Washington. Um, yeah, so that was a movie. I, I mean, a lot of people were bored by that movie, but I liked it. I love I love the dramatic performances. Yeah, I, I mean, non, non-writer, director, but Beyonce. Beyonce is a huge inspiration in my life <laughs> um, because Beyonce is a go-getter. You can't, there are a few people that can outwork Beyonce. There are, like Beyonce shows up, she gets it done. She inspires, she creates, she does whatever she wants to do. And she, I think she loves women and I love that. Yeah. I remember watching the Coachella, not the performance, but like the after where they showed you how she got prepared for it. And I said, wow, like the respect went way up. Like, I love the performance, but seeing how like she did it right after she had her kids and was working these long hours, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she's a beast and in a good way. Like Beyonce is, you know, people have what they have to say, what they have to say about her too. But I love Beyonce. Like. She 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 gets it done. She's a a really great hard worker. And I also um I would like to say um I also admire Tyler Perry's work ethic. Um I appreciate a person who creates 
for himself, creates for his people. Um, he creates, he'll be shooting one movie and then another movie and then right around, like right around the same time. Now, I, I know that there, there may be some issues with the way that's done and like the, the working, the work timing of it. But I admire people that are like doing it for themselves, really doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Um, so quick question, because pretty much about the Grammys, a lot of times the Grammys, we get snubbed as black people. How do you feel about that? Being an actor, being a director, going into that field and one day wanting to get not Grammys. What? Not Oscar, Grammys, sorry, not Golden Grammys. Globe. Oh my god. No, that's okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Shoot, if I yeah, so Grammy, you feel... that'd be nice too. But um <laughs> Go ahead. You talk about that. Yeah, how do you feel like we we get pretty much get snubbed like Angela Bassett and you know people that's doing great in the black industry, black um that are black. How do you feel about them getting snubbed and not getting their praise? Or they just um unpopular opinion. I wouldn't have given that award to Angela Bassett either. I love Angela Bassett, but in comparison, like I think that the person that won should have won. I believe I can't remember who it was. I would have gone with everything everywhere all at once. Um, I just love that movie so. I think that, the, and I'm going to say this and I hope it doesn't come off wrong, <laughs> but I think that black people got to stop looking to the same systems that oppress us for saving and for recognition and create our own systems. Like we don't make a big stink about the NAACP awards. Like we don't say anything about that. We could make the NAACP awards like in Oscars. Like we could, we could raise it up to that level. We could create a whole new award show that is of that level, but we want such, we want recognition and we want love and validation from white people and they're never going to give it to us in the way that we can give it to ourselves. So I think that, you know, don't get me wrong. I would love to win an Oscar. I have an Oscar on my um, vision board. I would, I would absolutely love to win an Oscar, but it's more symbolic to me. It's not like it has to be an Oscar. Um, So yeah, I just think that we have to, at some point, um, divest and redirect our energy to ourselves and, and, and stop fussing and fighting and pushing up against this thing that's never gonna like see us the way we can see ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that was a great answer. Great answer. <laughs> um, so p- pretty much we're getting to closings. I also saw that you do like to travel. So mm-hmm. you being an actor and you a director, where would you love to shoot a film at? Italy. Italy, Italy, okay. ooh, okay. Italy or Cuba. Those are my two favorite countries um, so far. I haven't been to many countries, but Italy. I just, Italy. I just see some beautiful like countryside period piece and and create it for a black woman. Like I, I always want to bring something to life for like a my my stuff is like woman centric, black woman centric to be more specific. But Italy, absolutely, Amalfi Coast some coastal town in Italy. She's just wearing flowy dresses and happy and, and living the life or Cuba where there's lots of arts and culture and another period piece. I love, I want to do a period piece for sure. And what, what is that a period piece? Oh, a period piece, just some back in the daytime, some nostalgic thing. I could do it in the eighties. I could do it from the sixties or forties. Some, um, some old piece, some old movie that, yeah, no, set in old. I'm definitely. Now that's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to everything you got. We got the short film, Red Flags. 
we're still in the early stages, but when that is done, definitely send it my way. I'm gonna make sure I promote it on everything. Um, is there any last things you want to tell the audience? <laughs> no, I feel like I talk so much. I can't help it. Um, there's so much I could say. No, but um, I just want to say, just I know this this podcast is what unknown and talented. Um, I, I I love that. I love what you're doing. I love that you are encouraging people and um, talking to people each and every week about the possibility. And I just want to say, like, as someone who um, from from 10 years ago to now, just the 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 running away or just the different path that I was on, it is very possible. It's never too late to, like, pivot, pivot and get to where you want to go just by starting and just by learning and just redirecting your energy. So that's it. I loved it. I love it. Thanks for coming on, Kiera Sophia. Look her up. I'm going to add her socials in there. Also, she's taking donations for her short film. She needs, as you heard, she needs a lot for this to work and she wants to get this going. And she definitely has a vision. And, you know, once she starts this one, she got a, a lot more coming. So definitely support her. Um, but thanks for coming on. Uh, I definitely appreciate you. And I'm definitely excited to see what you got left. What you yeah. got? I'm, I'm all. <laughs> what you got coming, <laughs> coming in the future? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. For real. You're welcome. All right. But this is um, Unknown and Talented. I'm Jalon Abrams, Kiera Sophia. Uh, I'll see you next week. I was going to say, we see y'all. We'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. <laughs>